Hi, I'm Dr. Holly Tett, and with over a decade working in clinical psychology and dog behaviour, I've built my business into a small but mighty empire, allowing me to help thousands of dogs and their people each year. And the best bit? I'm no longer burning myself out in the process. And now I'd love to help you to do the same. This is the first dog trainer podcast to delve into the real talk when it comes to working as a dog professional, the highs, the lows, and how to provide emotional support for the dog, the human caregiver, and also for you, the trainer. So if you're a force-free dog pro who cares deeply for the dogs and people that you help, you are in the right place. Welcome to Training Dogs, Training People, and Keeping Our Together. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Training Dogs, Training People and Keeping Our Together. I'm so, so excited to launch this podcast. It's something I've had in the works for a little while now. Um, And the reason that we started it is because lots of you will listen to our sister podcast, Letters from Your Dog. And we get loads and loads of questions in from our listeners, lots of them from pet parents, but lots of them from dog trainers, dog behaviorists and other dog professionals as well. So I wanted to create a place that was going to be just for dog pros so that we could talk about some of the highs, the lows and the tricky bits that come up working as a dog professional and think about some solutions to those problems because they are things that lots of us experience every single day that make our jobs that little bit harder. So I want to be able to provide a place where we can come, explore those topics and hopefully find some solutions. So to kick things off with episode one, I'm starting with a juicy one. This one is coming in hot hopefully (laughs) Um, and we're going to be talking today about imposter syndrome and is it impacting the growth of your business maybe Um, so what is imposter syndrome to start with well it's really when you start doubting your ability to be able to do something so feeling as though I shouldn't really be doing this. I don't really know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm going to get caught out any second. Someone's going to say, fraud, fraud, you shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Um, And it's something that can come up in all areas of life. It's really, really prevalent in society. And I think it's a big one for us dog pros. It's something that I've definitely felt in lots of situations. It's something that my colleagues have spoken about as well. Um, It's something that we talk about in my dog trainer membership, the dog pro support service circle thinking about how imposter syndrome can it can really stop us in our tracks and kind of prevent us from press, pressing forward and progressing with our business really and helping dogs and their people so here's a couple of examples of where i think imposter syndrome pops up for a lot of us so maybe the first one here's an example from me um many years ago when I first started training I would take one of my dogs as like a demonstration dog to a puppy class or a a local group or something like that if I was holding a class I might take one of my dogs along just to demonstrate some techniques and some things and I sat there in utter fear that it would go wrong. So I would ask him to do something and he wouldn't be able to do it. Or I would go to demonstrate something and... I don't know, he would start barking or something like that. Now, obviously now I'm like, you know what, who cares? He's a dog. (laughs) And actually, I think it's really important to be able to show when it goes wrong because A, it makes you way more human and way more relatable. And B, you can actually say, okay, so this didn't go quite to plan, but here's how I'm going to manage it. Here's how I'm going to kind of cope with this situation and help my dog to feel a little bit more comfortable. But in all honesty, that took a long time for me to get to that place. I was really, really anxious and 
I think imposter syndrome, it comes from a place of a fear of judgment from other people. That's really where we're coming from. We're thinking, gosh, are they going to think I'm a a decent trainer? Are they going to think I know what I'm talking about? Are they going to think that I'm capable of helping them and their dog? And all these questions start popping into our heads and we start doubting our abilities. Another example might be if you're in a one-to-one session with a client. So maybe you start to explain something and then that little voice comes into your head and says are you explaining this in the right way are their eyes glazing over (laughs) are you making this clear or is this all jargon that the average pet parent maybe doesn't understand or hasn't heard of like am I doing this okay and the thing is you may well be or you may well not be but actually all these difficult kind of thoughts that pop into our head they don't make the situation any easier so that's another example of when imposter syndrome might rear its ugly head perhaps it's on social media so if you've been thinking about growing your business online and you're thinking oh I'm going to post a bit more on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is that you're posting that again can have it can really bring that imposter syndrome to the forefront because online it's much easier for people to be harsh we've all seen it (laughs) we've all seen nasty comments that people have left and reactions that people have done to social media posts that make us go oh my gosh like you wouldn't say that to my face I don't think or I hope you wouldn't anyway there does um add that little element of protection when people are behind a computer screen or a phone screen of course but again that can stop us it can paralyze us because we think oh gosh like if I post something and I get some negative reactions or a negative review what's that going to say about me and my business what's that going to say about my ability as a trainer is a new potential client going to come in and read that and think oh I don't want to work with them and of course in doing that what's happening is our mind is only focusing on the negative in that situation rather than thinking of the other side of the coin which would be you know what maybe a client would come in and say yeah actually they've got something that they're standing for they've got something they believe in I'm on board with that (laughs) and that being the kind of person that finds your post instead we're so preoccupied and worried that it's going to be the first person that comes and says oh my gosh I can't possibly work with this person because they had a strong opinion on something so social media is another huge one and just lastly actually in your business as a whole so Do you feel confident as a business owner? And this is obviously we're talking about dog professionals here, but this could be any business. This could be a bakery, an accountancy firm. It could be recruitment. It could be hairdressing, like whatever you do. Actually, do you feel confident? Do you feel like you go to ask for a sale and then you think, oh, actually, I don't know if I should ask this person if they want my services or I feel a bit pushy or or maybe I should lower my price. Maybe I'm not quite at the standard to be charging that just yet. Or I've been asked to speak at this event, but oh my goodness, I've seen everyone else that's speaking and there's no way I, I can offer anything to that group of people. Or someone asks you for some guidance or some advice in something that's your specialty and you suddenly just doubt yourself and think oh no I don't think I can do that (laughs) so these are all examples of where imposter syndrome can rear its ugly head and honestly there are probably thousands more I'm sure you can think of your own personal situations where it might have happened to you the thing is imposter syndrome is a trickster (laughs) so it makes us feel all these negative emotions it makes us feel not good enough not worthy not clever enough not smart enough not knowledgeable enough not experienced enough but actually 
if you're someone that's feeling imposter syndrome, feeling like you're about to get caught out any second, chances are that actually you're in a pretty good position because most people that experience imposter syndrome are incredibly passionate about what they do. They're hardworking, they're high achievers, they've probably done an awful lot of studying and training, they've got experience, they're part of Facebook groups and memberships and courses, they've done loads of listening to podcasts and watching of YouTube videos and reading. They're actually pretty up to date with things. Um, It's always the way that the people who care the most and the people that do the most to better themselves are the ones that get these really intense feelings of imposter syndrome and you should feel like oh my goodness like I've done all this stuff I should feel on top of the world but actually I think it's a good thing because if we get to the point where we think we're the best and no one is better than us I mean a it's quite arrogant (laughs) and b it stops you from learning and I think we can always learn we can learn for life we're lifelong learners so a little dose of imposter syndrome if well managed can be a good thing. So, A, the fact that you have doubts about your ability means you probably have nothing to worry about. (laughs) But B, it is important to notice that these emotions, when they do come up, especially if we've got other things going on in our life, other stressors, other triggers, a little bit of trigger stacking for us people as well, it can be crippling. Um, I myself, years back, I really struggled with self-confidence. I was very anxious to be on video. If you asked me to do a Facebook Live, I would have said I'd rather crawl into a hole for a year. (laughs) Now I've managed to push past that and I'm able to do those things. But it doesn't mean the imposter syndrome has gone away. It still comes back. And it's about noticing when it's there (laughs) and trying to kind of figure out a little bit of what's going on. And we'll talk about that a little bit in a second. So I think what's really important to notice is that the fact of the matter is that it's not actually about who you're comparing yourself to because there will always be someone that is better than you. There will be someone with more experience. There'll be someone with eight breeds of dog when you've only got one. (laughs) There'll be someone that has a whole five years worth of social media posts when you just started on Saturday. There's always going to be someone that's a couple of steps ahead of you or 50 steps ahead of you. That is just the fact of life. (laughs) So rather than thinking, oh my gosh, I really need to compare myself to this person here. Think instead, actually, what is it that I've got to offer? What is it that my message is why does this matter to me why do I do this job because you could take 54 free trainers in a room and everyone's reason everyone's why is going to be slightly different and the fact of the matter is that no one can explain it like you can so everyone's had the experience where you've heard something several times maybe it's an inspirational quote maybe it's an explanation of a theory maybe it's something that you learned at school mathematics or anything at all and someone might have explained it 10 times and then you hear someone else talk about it and it finally clicks the light bulb goes on the penny drops whatever metaphor you want to use you go oh I get it now I get it now you've heard it 10 times before but just the way that person explained it the examples they used their way of talking it connected with you it made you go oh yeah get it right finally (laughs) so that's really important to remember that even though you might be teaching something that has been taught a thousand times before by a thousand different people no one's going to teach it in exactly the way that you are 
And not everyone will resonate with your way of teaching, but some people will. And they are your people. They're the people that you want to connect with and get in touch with. And throughout this podcast, we're going to be thinking a little bit about how you can reach those people because it is important to find the right people, your group rather than just trying to kind of market whatever you've got to the masses and hoping that, you know, throwing the spaghetti at the wall and hoping that some of it sticks. The other thing to remember is that in order to be able to help someone, you just need to be a few steps ahead of them. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe education is highly, highly important for dog professionals. I don't agree that just anyone can go out and start training dogs. I think it's important to have that education behind you. And there's a whole variety of different ways of doing that. I do think that's important. But I also believe that you just have to be a few steps ahead of someone else in order to guide them in some way. So let's say you have been training for a year, you've been a qualified trainer for a year, and you've done I don't know, maybe 30 cases or something like that. You've helped 30 dogs and their people. If a newbie trainer, trainer came to you and said, oh, could, um, could I shadow you for a little bit? Your imposter syndrome might go, whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> shadow me? Um, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. No way. Well, actually, you know more than that person does because you've got that year of experience. You've had those 30 cases. And actually being able to say to that person, you know what, I don't know it all. <laughs> But actually, if you want to watch me and you want to ask questions, I'm happy to answer them for you. That's fantastic. And being able to offer that to someone is so important. It's a little bit of a tangent, but I think that collaboration in the dog training and behaviour world is so important. It can be tempting sometimes to want to kind of keep your secrets to yourself, (laughs) keep your techniques and your methods to yourself. But at the end of the day, Actually, by collaborating, we get so much more knowledge and we get to benefit from the experience of other people. And we get those moments of, oh, yeah, okay, now I get it. Just because someone else has explained something to us. Okay. Two more just to think about. So the second to last one, when you're working with clients now, so thinking specifically about working with dogs and their people, allow yourself to be a little bit open and honest with yourself firstly but secondly with your clients let them know what your limitations are so actually no I'm probably not the best person to work with that separation anxiety case for example haven't done much on that but let me refer you to someone who who can help but also be really open and honest about your skills be confident say yeah actually I'm pretty good at teaching agility I've I've competed for 10 years I've done this training, that training, the other. I've been teaching it for five years. Yeah, I can teach you that. I can help you with that. So it's a little bit of both. Knowing your limitations, but also being able to say, yeah, I've got these skills and to be able to be confident about them as well. And just lastly, one last thought to leave you with. Please don't forget that everyone is very tied up with their own stuff that's going on in their head so we go into a situation we feel the feelings of imposter syndrome we feel like a fraud we think everyone is judging us everyone is thinking oh they didn't do that very well you know what nine times out of ten that person that's watching you the hundred people that are watching you all they're doing is either thinking oh that was interesting or oh what am I having for my dinner oh I wish I hadn't I've got to pick up that thing I need to pick the kids up from school and even if they are interested and they are listening they're not having that back chatter there they're probably thinking oh I don't know if I'm if I could do that how would I make that work for me oh I really need to do some more learning there 
honestly, we've all got our own chatter going on in our head all the time. (laughs) Working as a psychologist for years, such a huge part of what I have done with people is trying to silence that chatter (laughs) because it comes up for all of us. So please don't think that everyone is constantly judging you. Honestly, a lot of the time we're judging ourselves more than anyone else is ever judging us. So that's just hopefully a nice note to leave it on. So I hope that was helpful in having an initial look at imposter syndrome. I do think it's a huge topic. So if people are interested, I might do a follow up episode on this a little bit later down the line. So let me know. You can um, if you would like to let us know something that you would like me to talk about. If you click the note in the the link in the show notes, you can um, leave us a voice memo asking us a question. And I'm happy to answer that on the podcast as well. And as a super fun podcast launch celebration, we've put together something really cool for you. So lots of you have completed or are in the middle of completing my um, VIP business coaching at Pause Up Dogs, which is a six month program. However, just for the launch of this podcast we have squished (laughs) the six-month program down into a four-week intensive business boot camp so if you're someone who is a force-free professional and you really feel like your business could do with a bit of a boost maybe it's a revenue boost you want to be making some more money maybe it's a confidence boost you want to feel more confident in your skills as a trainer maybe you'd like a deep dive into the actual structure of your business and how to set up systems so you can grow all of those things maybe you'd like some help with your imposter syndrome (laughs) we could talk about that too the four-week intensive business boot camp is designed to tackle all of those things and really propel you forwards in those four weeks so you've got a plan and you can start growing your business so We only have five spots available at the moment. If you are interested, all you need to do is send me an email to info at pauseupdogs.com. That's info at pauseupdogs.com. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram at pauseupdogstraining. Okay, I hope that was helpful. Um, I'm really excited about this podcast. So stick with me and we look forward to episode number two. Okay, take care. Bye.